Hey guys! Welcome to Literate Woman Book Club Podcast. I'm B. I'm Mo. And here we're creating the space where sometimes we talk books, sometimes we talk life, and sometimes we talk shit. Hey, hey guys. guys! Welcome back. Another episode for you. I know, and we're together. I know. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while. It's been a long month of it's like been just life. Super long. So much is going on. Yeah, because last week you did solo, the week before I did solo. Yeah. And then before that was our pair. It still feels longer than that. Yeah. And we've been like traveling. I feel like we haven't even seen each other that much mm-hmm. this month. So it's so good to be back together. Yeah. Even though we do see each other like every week. Like I saw you last weekend briefly. Did you? Yeah. The um, Oh, shower. the bridal yeah. shower. Yes, 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 yes. It was like in and out though. <laughs> All good. All good. Yes. We did. <laughs> we did. See, it goes by so fast. You're like, I, didn't, I haven't seen you in months. It's like, Mo, I saw you last week. I'm like, oh. It wasn't an extended time. So. No. I don't know if it counts. I know. Um, <laughs> Here we are. Yes. We're super excited to be back. Super excited to be bringing um, a two-person episode. Yes. And, just, uh, this and is, a book review today. I was about to say, I think this is our first double book review, book together. review yes because we did the pop-up but it wasn't like a review it was more about taking people through mm-hmm. things but this is our first joint review and we're super excited about I'm the book so we're doing so excited so please tell us what are we reading or what did we read <laughs> so we read dominicana by angie cruz and monique had mentioned that she read this one last year and she really loved it and um, when she asked me what I was most looking forward to reading this year, I said Dominicana because it was something that was like trailing behind in my to be read. And when I finished, I was like, we have to talk about this book. <laughs> yes. And do you know where I got the idea to read this? From book club. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's the coolest part. Um, we had our book shout club. Shout out, Kathy. Yes. <laughs> this was actually from the very first book club we held. Mm-hmm. We went around, talked about favorite books, and one of the uh, women there, Kathy, she mentioned this book. I was like, okay, I'll read it. And then we all planned to go see the author oh, at Rutgers. But it turned out to be our Milan trip. Yeah. So we didn't get to see the author at Rutgers, but that was okay. But I read it last year and it was just one of those books that I was just like, everyone should read this. Yeah. And it was so good, so well written. And I'm so glad that Bianca read it this year. And I'm excited to talk through all of the fun things and non-fun things that this book really tackles. I know. This book really felt super impactful to read. And, um, you know, if you haven't read this book, this will be a very spoilery episode. We're going to talk anything that would spoil the book for you. So if you like a good surprise, like stop now and come back later yes. um because it's we're not going to hold back on like what happened in the book basically no not at all <laughs> and yeah we don't want to like spoil anything for you or ruin anything for you um so we've got a few different like themes that we're going to be talking through um but first we'll start out with our overall rating of the book mm-hmm. and then um a, a little summary just to give you an idea um if you're interested in reading this book what yeah. it's about yeah so uh we were just talking before this and i told be my rating is an eight out of ten mm-hmm. and i'm pretty solid with that i think that since i'm so new to reading 
I am a little shy on giving a 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. just yet. Although I probably would give seven husbands 10 out of 10. Yeah. So, and I think that's my, I guess that's my book. That's, uh, that's the shiner, right? That's what you've got to like bench against. Yeah. 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 So this one, excellent. Well-written. I actually don't really have any criticisms about it. So it could potentially be a 10 out of 10. I think I'm just on the newer end of reading yeah. and trying not to be gun shy with those I love it. You know what? Because like it's like when you start reading more and more, I notice like um, definitely people are like 10 out of 10 or like 5 out of 5, however you rate this or however you score a book. They're very eager to like love a book, which is awesome. Um, But yeah, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I loved this book. I said I would read it again. I feel like it, you know, for me, the mark of a good book is if I will read it again and two – if it sticks with me and I mm. think about those characters and it puts me into a good reflection state. Mm, yeah. And it was very like personal to me, this book felt very close to home. Yeah. Um, so I think that is also like contributing to my 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Just like you were able to personalize this a little bit more mm-hmm. and speak to the experience that our main character was going through and and the way she tackles relationships with those around her and learns and what she takes at the end and moves forward with which yeah there's there's a lot to unpack here so like a brief summary about this book our main character is anna cancion such a beautiful name Mm -hmm. and it starts off where she is 11 years old guys um and living in the dr And to just kind of like mash it all into one sentence for the book, she is essentially married off to a man who is twice her age. She's 32 and when she turns 15 and um, she moves to the U.S. with him. So, you know, if you are from or like an immigrant, you know that like moving into the U.S. is just the ultimate like mark of – you've made it or yeah. like such a amazing i think it's like the what the american dream right we're Ugh, here yeah. and anything's possible mm-hmm. and that's what it's like the possibilities especially new york um and like i'm going to speak especially to like uh any like one who's from south america or the caribbean islands like it's just such a mark of success in life yeah. to make it out of there and come here and i say that knowing that like my grandparents on both sides of my family viewed it this way what's your background be i think that's important to talk Mm, about that a little mm, bit true um so my mom is ecuadorian and she actually this book takes place in 1965 Mm -hmm. and she was born in 1965 in ecuador and yeah my grandparents migrated to the u.s in 1967 or 1966 and they left her in ecuador for a few years as they like yeah as they made their way in the country um and then they kind of like slowly brought over family like my grandma brought over her sisters very reminiscent to how anna in this book brings her family over mm, one by one yeah um so yeah my grandmother moved here as an au pair in ridgewood new jersey she worked for someone who owned a an airplane company they made airplane parts and airplanes the napoli family um back then and that was her experience here and my mom came after that uh, my dad's side of the family is um, – and my, both of my grandparents on my mom's side are Ecuadorian. Yeah. My dad's side of the family, he's half Puerto Rican. Mm. So we've got some Puerto Ricans sprinkled th- throughout this. Got some heat, <laughs> some Puerto Rican heat in there. 
but they're sprinkled throughout this book. And then my grand, so that's my grandfather's side and my grandmother is a bunch of like European descent and her, um, she was actually like the only like out of the quarter that's different. She like came through Ellis Island mm. and all that. So I did, I actually didn't know like how very like close you were to the immigrant story. Mm-hmm. Well, because my mom came later, yeah. so I always consider myself like first generation. Mm-hmm. But like technically, my aunt and my uncle were born here, so like maybe not. But like from my mother, yes, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, wow, yeah. Interesting. So for me, like knowing like all the stories, because everyone knows their like families stories of you know before you were born and to hear all of like you know i'm always so curious about my grandmothers because they all came here not knowing english Mm. and very similar to this book as well um so it was just really like fascinating for me to read about because i was like oh my god this is like my grandma's story like Mm -hmm. i just kind of was connecting like a lot of things yeah um and a lot of like the the challenges like you face coming not knowing English into this country, like what a different world the like U.S. was in the yeah. 1960s in so many ways, and also having like a limited community, mm-hmm. like you know no one except the people you probably worked with to get over here, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so you have to lean on that little support system, and and sometimes it yeah. goes well, and sometimes you can trust them, and sometimes as we see in this book. It's probably not the best thing. Yeah. And like it's – I mean it was definitely that way for my grandparents. Like all of their friends were people who immigrated from Ecuador. Yeah. Like throughout – you know, every family party was like they all came here from the same town in Ecuador type of thing. Oh. And they were like your quote-unquote aunts and uncles. Yeah. Um, so just getting back – that's kind of like my personal connection. Yeah. <laughs> no, I Sorry. really – I thought that was important to, to this episode. I think, you know – having that personal tie-in because you don't always have that in books no uh, but also discussing it and telling a little bit more you know share a little bit more about yourself with the readers they get to know you i know and i don't well i didn't i didn't know all that by the way guys she's my best friend (laughs) (laughs) damn you don't have to shame me (laughs) no it's good it's like you keep learning and i think that's a really great point though because um just emphasizing why reading is so important it'll open up your eyes to different like points of views and although this one is very like you know close to home for me i read so many books that are not yeah you know and that i can still relate to in other ways Mm -hmm. as being a human but i think it's like so awesome to be able to see that okay yeah perfect all right um sorry i got we got so sidetracked on the little (laughs) summary of this book um you want to try and wrap it up into a sentence? Yeah, I thought um, this book for me, as I think about the whole, is about growing up within a year. Mm-hmm. This takes place, most of the story takes place over a year. And all the things that can happen in a year to shape who you are. Um, I, like now I'm thinking about rent. How do you <laughs> and like, uh, truly, yeah. um, there's so much packed into this book in one year that sometimes I forgot. I had to go back and be like, oh, wait, this is still happening in a year. She's still 15 yeah. turning 16, 16, yeah. halfway. So for me, this was about relationships with your family, relationships with lovers, duty um taking care of people taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and then finding your voice yeah and i think 
at the end, Anna finally found her voice. And I would love a next story. I would love I another know. book. I was like, I want to know what happens when they're see after. more. Yeah. Because there's got to be so much more. Like at um, the end when they're at the bodega and she like goes in by herself. It's yeah. like such a strong moment because like Juan, who she married, like didn't want her going in there by herself. Yeah. You know? So those little things that just add up into independence. Yeah. And and resilience. Yeah. That she had to learn by, unfortunately, not being treated well. Yeah. By both her family and by her, the man who's mm -hmm. supposed to love Love her. her, Take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx, show me soda. (laughs) Um. Cocktail tonight. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Anna kind of is essentially forced into this marriage for the better of her family. Yeah, because her dad's farm is struggling Mm -hmm. pretty much at the point where he needs to sell it. And if anyone knows anything about like the like, you know, the job opportunities in other like in the Caribbean or, you know, South America versus U.S., such a different world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th- to them or to Anna's family, her marrying this man, Juan, who was starting a life in the U.S. and was, quote unquote, his family was very good with money. Um it was a big deal for them and like they kind of saw it as like a vision for her to like help bring a lot of people over and she's young as monique mentioned so basically this man has been seeking her out since she was 11 years old gross and horrible and again he's like 32 um they get married like this sounds awful but like pretty much right after she gets her period the mom is like it's time you're a woman and it's you can crazy. Go make babies. Yeah, it's like you know, it's, seal that deal. The mom like definitely has a like a character arc in the book. She like you know, I don't think she's like a horrible person, but no. like she has a lot of internalized misogyny. Like throughout the book, where she's like wants to marry off her daughter yeah. and like things like you know. Yeah, and I think her arc leads to the possibility of redemption. Yeah. I don't think she redeems herself yet. Yeah. But there is that glimpse at the end of like, okay, yeah, you you have a possibility of actually helping yeah. your daughter even though she just went through the most traumatic year of her life yeah. and she's going to need a lot of support right now. Yeah. And then like so he moves her over to the US right away. They get married. She's like, basically all of her expectations kind of fall flat she's like the wedding ceremony is like nothing yes she moves to washington heights like the next day and is like this is it like all this concrete like new york the freezing cold she comes in the middle of the winter the worst time (laughs) yeah to come to new york like you couldn't even go outside like coming from an island (laughs) she's like freezing um and then she kind of like is slowly basically like it's like the fairy tale that she thought new york would be is mm. not it yeah you're gonna hit with that not. quick reality yep and it's interesting because juan has come over to the u.s several times at this point before he marries uh anna yeah uh they they come over a few times he, so he comes over a few times and goes back and he never lets on to Anna that this is actually not the dream you probably envision. Yeah. But I'm going to make it seem like the dream. Uh, we're going to go. I'm going to make lots of money. I'm going to start many businesses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And all these promises, which also I think is interesting in that this is 
this is all she wants, right? At that age, this is what she, not all she wants, but like what she's been told to want. Yeah. Like you should want to go live in America with a man who will take care of you so that you can bring your family over. And they can all live a better life. Because like she really does this like out of the desire to give her family a better life. Yeah. And that's kind of what pushes her through at some points as Juan kind of morphs into this I hate to say it, but like stereotypical like Latin man mm. who's like just pretty much borderline abusive like yeah almost like makes her he makes her pass out at one point right like when he hits her yes or strangles her kind of yeah something. yeah um and he's also like in a whole nother relationship whole with a married woman rel- yes the Caridad fact that is married, is, married <laughs> is the craziest thing because she's just like we should introduce Carrie because she's she's very important to the story especially toward the end as well as we uh discover how much they love each other somehow their their love is very toxic as well so Caridad has entered the group chat and (laughs) I think this is a good segue into talking about like all of the relationship Mm -hmm. themes that we saw and um I guess we can dig into like lovers because we kind of discussed family a bit um but lovers so do you want to take this one? <laughs> yeah. So again, I mentioned before that Juan goes back and forth between New York and Dominican Republic before mm-hmm. he actually brings Anna over. And during one of his jobs, he meets this woman, Caridad, mm-hmm. and she's married, but somehow Juan uses his whatever he has going for him. Very critical to the story. is She's Puerto Rican as well. And her husband is in Vietnam. Yes. And yes. she's got kids. So she's got time. Uh, on her on her hands yeah. and is becomes infatuated with Juan and so they start to develop this relationship. There's a lot of letters sprinkled throughout. Uh, Juan will often come back late at night once Anna's in New York and smell like Caridad. Yeah, he will just lose even focus on Anna because he's so. He's longing for this love that he thinks is the perfect love while doing his duty as a husband. Right. So that's what like also the sense of duty, right? I had to do right by this woman. I put that in quotations. She's 15. Yeah. She's a girl. Because he is also a bit pressured into marrying her because her father has land in DR. And they want to like build upon it. His family, Juan's brothers, want to build upon it in DR. Yep. So. so there's that sense of duty, but there's that sense for for Juan, like, I can do both. I can be a dutiful husband and do right by her in the sense of money and land and, and property and those things. But also I want to have this relationship with Carrie Dodd, who, who I love. And at the same time, it's just very toxic. Yeah. They go back and forth. And I think Juan struggles with the sense of, okay... My sense of duty should also include being faithful to my wife. And I think he tries to leave Carrie a few times. Carrie tries to leave Juan a few times. And they still end up back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's very sad to see it because Anna understands and knows it. It takes her a while to catch on to what's happening. I think she knows right away, but she's not in love with him. And no, to her, this care. is like a marriage of utility that she hopes to grow into. So it's something that I thought was really remarkable for her being 15 mm-hmm. when she was such a realist, uh, like about the marriage in general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
she was like not like you know God knowing about God because guys this I you know no cell phones no social media God would call that house and not talk and just breathe, and just breathe in the phone <laughs> and Anna would be picking up like you know like at getting frustrated a bit like girls entering her space. It like, was girl. No, so then like I think Anna kind of even feels sorry for her. She's like, you can tell she's lonely, yes. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't feel bad for coming back. I don't feel bad for her either because she's older too. She's like, I think her and Juan are the same age. It's like, you know. And then, like, now I'm thinking, like, how does she view Anna? But, like, does she, she doesn't know much about Anna from what I understand. No, she just knows that he's married. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, I think, like, Caridad really, to me, crossed the line when she showed up at the house when Anna had the baby because Anna gets pregnant with Juan's baby obviously and whole thing but the day that anna gives birth and comes home like juan is really you can see he's trying to do the right thing yeah. ending it with her and like focusing on his family and she was not having it she did like i was pissed for anna like don't show up at someone's door like that like i was like like let you know like let it go Yes, and then like, oh, like never again. If you're gonna do your dirt, do your dirt. But again, don't let it into the main house. Don't let it get that far. If it gets that far, just know it's done, and it's just unacceptable. And <laughs> we're sharing a mic right now, but I'm saying I want to side note: we're not condoning cheating. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. <laughs> me giving tips so fellas here's how you really want to cheat uh poor ladies too ladies ladies do some shady stuff too so we're not we're not we're not man bashing over here we're just we're just telling the story okay we're just telling the story um yeah so i think the story of juan and caridad i do wonder what happens to them after all of this once anna finally is done with him does he realize the impact he's had based on like does he realize the results of his actions um and so again i think those are like the unresolved feelings like you don't get the final chapter of like juan sitting in his house or apartment sad or juan's laid up with caridad and finally has what he wants or juan never gets to see us they have a son right the daughter uh, was a daughter, daughter yeah. juan never gets to see his daughter again so i don't know that's I, I that's what I struggle with always is the unresolved storylines. I'm always like, now I have to go make this up. I have to create a whole new story and hope this is how they would see it. Um, so Juan and Carrie Dad are like one relationship that didn't go well. And then on the side, like Anna isn't innocent herself. She has fallen for Juan's brother, Cesar. And Cesar, baby, mm, you hope as you read this story that cesar is a good man and you're like okay even if juan sorry even if anna has to stay married to juan she has this really good friendship and love on the side 
And it does not turn out that way. Yeah, I was really disappointed in him as well. Like, they kind of fall in love and they make this plan to leave. But at the same time, like, Anna chickens out. She, like, is like, no, my family's coming now for real and I can't leave them. I can't. I can't give up this dream of like, you know, because Juan arranges for his, her mom and her brother to come and live with them. And then like the sister or the dad and the sister are going to come after. So like there's like a plan to get everyone into the U.S. And also um, they've come illegally. So the baby being born in the U.S. is very critical because it'll solidify their being here and allow them to become like legitimate citizens. So it's like she she also makes the decision to not pursue it because she wants the greater good of her family. And I can relate so much to like how a lot of the decision making was made. Like, you know, Juan has like these unresolved issues for Caridad, but he wants to make, you know, put his family first. And like Anna has these like feelings for Caesar and they like kind of fall in love too but she wants to live that perfect image of like her family like with Juan even if it's not perfect it's like of utility yeah but and Caesar has another woman too like again we have these many many side relationships happening all throughout and I think what it comes down to also is like and I may have checked out but Caesar like he he talks a big game yeah. But he's actually not the strong man in this. It's like, I can do, th- like, kind of like the broad shoulder wimp. And, like, yeah. he's like, I'll stand up for you. I'll fight for you, blah, blah, blah. But, it, like, when it comes down to it, he's going to do what's best for himself and what yeah. gets him to the next place. And also, like, he doesn't, he says he wants to fight, but he doesn't. He doesn't. And, and then when I say fight, I mean, for, like, the when they do the protest. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't get the sense that Cesar actually is the man he proclaims so, so strongly to be. Yeah, I guess so because he moved up to Boston but was with another girl. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and he was going back and forth to Boston. Yeah, so like this wasn't. Yeah, I don't know what his true intentions were, but um, I was kind of sad that that he did all that. I'm thankful she had someone over the year. Yeah. I'm just sad to see it have ended like that yeah. for her. Because I thought, I think she really thought she could trust him yeah. and love him. Even if they ended up not being together, like, yeah. hopefully she had someone to have that as a confidant. And yeah. yeah. A just, lot of relationship yeah. complexities, like, yeah. especially of the romantic nature in this book. And a lot of it still rings true to what happens today. Yep. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) that's another episode, y'all. That's another episode, (laughs) but it was really fast, like really awesome to read about too. Like, because you know you're like downright outraged at some points. Like, (gasps) yeah, I can't believe they did that. Like when Cesar, like when you find out that Cesar is with another woman up there in Boston, and then when Caridad shows up, those are two big points where I was like, nah, not you people. Like, no, sorry, no. (laughs) It's Um, like you know but Anna's strong she like really like she'll hurt at points but she doesn't consider herself a victim in any way no and I love that about her because like it it causes her to plan Mm -hmm. it's not a like okay this things happen to you and you can either 
decide this happened to me and so now I have to like just sit in it or you can say okay this happened and now what do I do next and I feel like she was always plotting she's smart she made sure she took ESL classes made money um started selling her food like and and hiding the money to ensure that she could bring people over Mm -hmm. um and like you still and at the same time you still see her as a child when when she sees what's her name the friend that's not really a friend oh maricela okay so you can see that she's also still a child in different ways when she befriends maricela right she sees maricela and she's like wow this woman is gorgeous she must have it all and it's that kind of naivete that a child would have when they see a gorgeous woman who just presents them well themselves so well and then she also makes the mistakes of giving Maricela back some of the money yeah. that that Juan had to hold. Or no, she gave back the ring um, that was supposed to be and insurance across of what Maricela was supposed to pay Juan. And she thought she was doing the right thing, but yeah. she wasn't because she thought someone was her friend. And, and again, it's that childlike behavior, like you don't want to see something bad in someone. Yeah. Which is really a sad point because you can see how isolated Anna was moving here during that time period. And I mean, if you think about Washington Heights now, the Dominican culture is very strong, but this was like the very beginning buds of it then. So it wasn't anything near what it is today at that point. And for her to be betrayed by like someone that she, you know, knew from, or not knew from DR, but like that was from DR too, that she could see as a friend. It was like a really sad moment. Yeah. And I think Maricela tries to redeem herself later when they all have those like tea because she leaves the money under the doily. Yeah. But it wasn't the full amount. She didn't ever fully no, repay a hundred dollars. And again, again, that that arc of redemption, like mm-hmm. there's a door open. But I think at that point, and I was like, she thanks for the money, but yeah. Yeah. this is a, this is done. She learned quick. Yeah. yeah. And she also saw, like, I think she met Maricela's sister and also saw the apartment yeah. and realized oh you ain't that girl yeah you ain't that girl she was like wow my like living situation seems like a palace compared to yours and when Mm -hmm. she first met her she was like wow like this must be so drab in comparison to the lifestyle that she lives yeah yep yeah i really uh resonated with anna when she was like uh she was like very flustered about what she was going to do at one point i forget what decision she was making and she cleaned the whole house (laughs) <laughs> that is true latina mentality leave the whole house and i was like yes i was like that's how you organize your mind <laughs> everything's gotta go she cleaned the whole house and she did her hair yes okay. <laughs> i was like so ladies next time you have a dilemma clean the house do your hair yeah and something might just pop through yeah you'll like formulate a plan it's it it really does work <laughs> Um, so it's actually the episode's running a lot longer than I would have thought. And we haven't gone through all of the like relationship scenarios, but I think this is a good amount. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so that literally focuses on a few relationships. And so I hope that this is enough to actually get you to, to grab this book because there's so much we haven't even talked about. Mm -hmm. The book isn't even that thick, No, but it, the storyline is so rich that we haven't. We haven't even tackled so no. much already. And uh, I like I just definitely wanted to mention this like for the book because what I really admired about it when I was telling Monique before we even recorded was that these are these types of stories are very like underrepresented in like the popularized books that are out there right now. And this is something that's not trending, but it's like 
getting a lot of popularity and it's doing really well mm-hmm. like selling and I think that's amazing because I personally like loved this story too and I'm like happy that like someone's story like this got told yeah like, it it is, some I good mean inspiration. it's cheesy and cliche but representation matters yeah to be able to like pick up a book and see yourself and see see your history yeah is important yeah because I mean yeah, this was like the first I, – I, I told you guys earlier, but yeah, I really loved that piece of this. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully we've, you know, given you some good little nuggets that will get you inspired to read this book. And I think we would love to know what you guys think yeah. if you've read this um, or if you have anything that you recommend based on us loving this book. We'd yeah. love to hear it uh, because that's how we actually came across this book was a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. So – Here's to Anna. Here's to hopefully a a better life post ending of the book. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to hear back from you all. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Ciao. (laughs) Hey, guys. Feel free to check us out weekly every Monday, dropping short, sweet, to the point episodes. Again, talking life, books, sometimes just straight shit. 